We now begin the tenth and final chapter of Maseches Erevin. So this is Perik Yud, and the topic of the chapter is various halachas that apply to the malach of Hotza, transferring from domain to domain. You recall we discussed that at length back in Maseches Shabbos, and of course Maseches Erevin in general is navigating the halachas Medurabanan that govern Hotza. So that's why it can be applicable here in Maseches Erevin and appropriate to discuss here. But really, we've moved on from the topics of Erevin and you know architectural adjustments, that kind of thing. So here the Mishnah starts out by talking about one who finds tefillin on Shabbos in a place where he is not allowed to carry those tefillin, and in a scenario where he's concerned those tefillin are likely to become um, disgraced in some way. So that means it's a scenario, it's a scenario where, let's say, there are wild dogs or there are you know, Gentiles who would you know deface the tefillin or otherwise misuse them. So then we're concerned about the tefillin being disgraced, meaning in contrast, if it's a place, let's say, there are only Jews, but the Jews are thieves, so we're concerned about them being stolen. No, that's, that would not be the issue of our mission here. But where you're concerned, the tefillin will come to some kind of bizayon, so disgrace, but you can't carry them directly because, let's say, the tefillin are in Shusarab or Carmelis. So what do you do? The Mishnah says, Hamotze tefillin. If one finds tefillin on Shabbos, in such a scenario as I described, Machnisan zugzug. He should bring them in to a safe place, one pair at a time. That is to say, he puts on the shel yad and puts on the shel rosh. Tefillin, of course, come in pairs of two, one for the head, one for the arm. He puts one of each on his arm, and he will wear them, as one wears tefillin, to a safe place, and then take them off. And for argument's sake, if he found multiple pairs of tefillin, he would go back and forth multiple times, each time wearing one set of a shel rosh and a shel yad on his person, as he would wear the tefillin normally, and bring them in. Rabban Gamliel Omer Shnaim Shnaim. Rabban Gamliel says, no, you can wear two at a time, meaning you put two shel yads on your arm and two shel roshes on your head, and you'll transport them to a safe place, take them off, and then go back for more, like that. So the machlokas here really is revolving largely around the question of whether or not one may wear tefillin, whether I should say whether there's a mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos, Medoraisa. I understand no one wears tefillin today, and no one wore tefillin in the time of the Mishnah um, on Shabbos, but the Tanakama holds that there actually is a mitzvah on Shabbos to wear tefillin. It's just that the rabbi said, Medorabana, not to wear tefillin on Shabbos. They were concerned um, like the strap could tear or come loose, whatever, and then one would carry that torn-off strap in the Shusarabim on Shabbos, kind of like Shofar and Megillah and Lulav. So, no tefillin on Shabbos, but that's just Midrabun. So that means that, according to the Tanakhama, if you'd put on two tefillin at the same time, like two shell roshas, one on top of the other and on your head, even though he agrees, and everyone agrees, that there actually is enough space in the zone on the top of your head where the tefillin go, and same on your arm. There's enough space for two tefillin to be worn, like, legally, halakhically, um, one may not do that. And the reason why is because there's a separate isra in the Torah of Baal Tosif, of adding to the mitzvahs, and one's not allowed to wear two pairs of tefillin, only one pair of tefillin. So since there's a mitzvah do'araisa to wear tefillin on Shabbos, so and even though the rabbi said you shouldn't do that on Shabbos, they didn't say you shouldn't wear tefillin in the scenario where you're saving the tefillin from being defiled. So you'll be allowed to wear them. And since you can wear the tefillin on Shabbos, it's considered like a malbush, like clothing, and you can wear them to a safe place, but not two at the same time. Because if you were two at the same time, you would be violating the prohibition of Baal Tosef, which would be an Israel to itself, and that we're not going to let you do. That's Isra Doraisa. 
if you'll ask, wait a second. I've seen people wear two pairs of tefillin at the same time. In fact, if you actually look in the Shulchan Aruch, you'll see that in Simon Lama Dalid, Sif Aleph, he says that it's appropriate for a Yerushalayim to wear two pairs of tefillin at the same time, one according to the Sheet of Rashi and one according to the Sheet of Rabbeinu Tam. That's true, but that's only because only one of those two pairs are kosher. And in fact, the Shulchan Aruch himself says you should have kavana that you should only be yoked with one of the two pairs of tefillin and have in mind the other one the one that's not a valid pair of tefillin because they're out of order, whichever one that is, should be just like, you know, generic straps on your head. And that's the Berhetev there says, indeed, you'd be over Baltos if, if were it not for that fact. So our case, our mission is you have two pairs of tefillin that both are, Farg would say, Shita's Rashi tefillin, and therefore they're both very possibly, co- they're presumed to be kosher tefillin, and therefore you can't wear them both at the same time because of Baltosif. Rabbi Gamliel, who said you can wear two at a time, holds there's no mitzvah to wear tefillin on Shabbos, period. That being the case, when you put in your tefillin, there's no way to be over Baltosa if you're putting two at the same time because there's no mitzvah. You're not adding to any mitzvahs. You're just wearing these, not as a malbush, not as derech malbush, like wearing this one who wears clothing, like he wears tefillin on his, as one of his articles. In the time the Mishnah people wore tefillin all day, like an article of clothing, like his hat and his shoes, and his tefillin. But that doesn't apply on Shabbos. You can't wear the tefillin um, on Shabbos. As a, there's no mitzvah, and therefore it's not considered to be a malbush, a piece of clothing. However, tefillin can be considered tachshitin, like a a decorative element to your person, for lack of a better translation, right now. And that being the case, since there's no issue about tosif, and you can fit two on your person in an appropriate way, and they can be considered to be a tachshit, decorative to your person, you may wear two pairs at a time, two on the head, two on the arm, and then transport them wearing them, and you can wear them through the Rishus Haram because the, like as a tachshit same way you can wear the tachshit and it's part of your wearing them it's not considered to be transporting like you wear your a ring on your finger or something and that being the case um, you could according to Ram Gamliel do two at a time up to two at a time and if there were let's say ten pairs of tefillin you'd go back five times uh, according to Tanakam you have to go back ten times for the ten pairs the halacha is like the Tanakama, so that means you'd have to wear one at a time in a scenario where you're saving them because we say that uh, there is there is a potential mitzvah d'oraisa to wear your tefillin on Shabbos. Okay. The Mishnah continues and says, memoriam, when does this apply? Only wear b'yeshanos, where these are clearly used tefillin, as opposed to aval b'chadashos, if they look like they're new, they've never been worn as tefillin, then putter. One is simply exempt from the obligation to protect the tefillin from disgrace, bizayim. The idea here is that in the time of the Mishnah, it was not uncommon to have a kamiya, like an amulet, that was shaped like tefillin and looked like tefillin as much as it was like the box and the straps. But what would clearly distinguish tefillin from these lucky charms, the, the kamiyas, is that the tefillin also have very specific knots. And the knots, K-N-O-T, the knots on the tefillin actually spell out the Shem Hashem, the, the name Shin Dalid Yud, um, there's a shin on the actual um, by it on the actual box of the tefillin that goes in your head, and then this, the knot in the back of your head, um, including the straps, forms a dalit. It's probably not how you think. Um, in fact, many people have like four, like a squarish knot on the back, but there's a dalit there, including the straps. You have to look at a diagram to show you what's, what the straps coming out. It makes the dalit shape, and then there's the yud on the shelyad on the on the tefillin that goes in your arm. There's a fancy knot over there that. It, it, Beside, next to the the bias, next to the 
box. Um, it's supposed to be like shaped like a yud to spell Shin Dalad Yud, one of Hashem's names, on your person as you bind yourself to Hashem with your tefillin. So if you look at the these things on the ground, wherever you find them, and they look like they've been used, either they're clearly now in the shape of tefillin because the knots reflect those distinctive tefillin knots, or even if the straps have been denotted, but it's clear they've previously been knotted in the shape of the distinctive tefillin knots. Once you've seen it, you know what I mean. So then you're allowed to transport these because these are then safely presumed to be tefillin and worthy of being protected. Um, in the event that you don't have those distinctive knots present, there's a concern that these might just simply be a kamea, the lucky charm, the amulet, and that in the case when simply not allowed to carry them on Shabbos. Um, remember, there's an Isra Durabanan, according to the Tanakhama, the Allah is, of wearing tefillin on Shabbos. So all the more so, wearing non-tefillin on Shabbos that look like tefillin are for, is forbidden. So you couldn't carry them. Therefore, you just have to simply leave them where they are. Nothing you can do. Now, Matsa'an Tzavasim, or Krichos, if you find lots of tefillin, and Tzavasim means that um, they're like tied in pairs of two, one Shalyad and one Shalrosh together, but you have like ten pairs of those. Or Krichos means you have, you know, I don't know what, you have ten Shalyad and ten Shalrosh all like tied up together in one big bundle. And the point is that there's too many here that you wouldn't be able to transport them in the way we just described one at a time, wearing them out to a safe place on Shabbos. You have to go back and forth so many times, you end up, you know, by the time you're done with the process, Shabbos would be over. So that being the case, we're not going to allow you to wear this fill in the first place, which normally we don't let you do. If anyways, you're not going to be able to save this tefillin because it's going to take the whole of Shabbos anyways. So in such a scenario, we say don't transfer them at all. Don't wear them. Rather, just stand guard. Just stand by this tefillin until Shabbos comes to an end. When it becomes dark outside and Shabbos is over, then bring the whole bundle in as one carry something in regular. And that would be the only way to do it. Ubasakana, if it's a scenario of danger. Danger, we're talking here about Shasa Shmad, where there's a, um, and the non-Jews have decreed that Jews may not wear tefillin, um, under penalty of whatever, penalty of death often was even. So then, certainly one can't start wearing and transferring tefillin for saving the tefillin when it, when it would jeopardize him. That being the case, you're sort of perforce off the hook from saving the tefillin from uh Bizion from disgrace, and rather just do the best you can, which is mechasan v'holech. You don't wear any of the tefillin, even if there just be one pair of tefillin. But since it's not a mitzvah to wear them, and it's a shas and it's a sakana, it's dangerous, so you wouldn't wear even that one pair. You would just simply cover it, mechasan, you cover it with whatever you got to protect it, so it would like sort of to reduce the potential for bizion disgrace that would come to the tefillin. V'holech lo, and just continue on your way because you're not required or even entitled to endanger yourself for the sake of saving, you know, potentially saving the tefillin from disgrace. Uh, now, that's the end of the Mishnah. The next Mishnah, Mishnah base, continues right where we left off over here. And more than that, it seems, and when the Gemara gets done with it, there's actually, it's as if there are some missing words here at the end of our Mishnah here. Um, so it's like a There are actual words that should be seen here. So we should actually sort of insert the words here as we end off the Mishnah, which will allow us to transition properly into the next Mishnah, as if the Mishnah ended up by saying, when does this apply? It applies when we're talking about a danger, specifically that comes from Gentiles who have decreed against wearing tefillin. But if you're talking about just, it's a dangerous place to linger about because there, you know, there are pirates and bandits and who knows what, robbers out there, then you can't linger around till Shabbos is over and you can't carry them all by 
on your person because there are too many of them. So what are you going to do? Because you have this bundle to transfer. So then molichan pachos pachos marva amos. Then you take them all, but as you're transferring through the Rishas Ram, you just take them less than three, excuse me, less than four amos distance. Then you stop. Then you start again taking less than four amos. Then you stop. And if you recall from Sechus Shabbos, I don't want to get into it right now, there's so much that every act of transference requires an akira, a lifting up, a transporting of four amos, and then a hanacha, putting down. But if you do the akira and hanacha, which is three amos between one and the other, so you haven't, on a derised level, done the malach of hotza, or really, the truth is a tavara, of transferring. In the Shusarab, you haven't done that yet because it's not the full amount. And we're being lenient, and although normally we don't want you doing this, and we're being lenient here and letting you do it for sure for the sake of protecting the tefillin from coming to some sort of disgrace. More about this in the next Mishnah.